This is Shop Talk with Jeff and John. This is a podcast about bicycles and all things bicycles, but it's more than that. We also discuss our adventures, not only on the bike, but off of it as well. We may or may not be experts, but we definitely have something to say. Hello and welcome to another episode of Shop Talk. Jonathan, how you doing? I'm doing great. Over. <laughs> oh, Jonathan, you gotta love him. I don't I don't know why, but you do for whatever reason. So Jonathan decided tonight that since we are remotely recording again to uh, use a radio vernacular and try to stay over after everything, at least until we get tired of it. So I vote that we're, we're probably already tired of it. And I say we because we are joined this week for the first time in a long time uh, with our good friend Vinny. Vinny, how you doing? Great. Just great. How are you guys? <laughs> uh, we're good. You know, uh, all things considered, uh, we're, uh, you know, we're following the rules. We're sheltering in place and everybody's recording from their prospective uh, domiciles this evening. So, uh, you know, we're 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 stretching technology to the limits. Speaking of stretching to the limits, uh, how's that whole homeschooling and, and, and teaching, being a teacher thing going for you? You know what I really love about being a teacher? <laughs> Not much of it, really. There, I, I have so much respect for teachers these days. I, I, I cannot, I cannot express that enough. Teachers out there, I love you. Right. I am not good at it. It's... I am not. My kin, my kindergartner is running the show. <laughs> She's teaching you a thing or two. Oh, you don't even know. <laughs> um. Well, I, I, we were talking just a few minutes ago, like all the memes that are running out there about like how parents used to talk to teachers like, uh, well, my kid doesn't act that way at home. Now the teachers are, res no, your kid doesn't act that way at school. It's just, uh, it's funny how, uh, how yeah. different, uh, not just you, but a lot of people or pretty much everybody is, that's doing the uh, whole homeschooling thing or taking the job of the teachers is like uh, how open their eyes are to that whole uh, kind of scenario. So yeah, it's, it's, it's rough. How does it work? Do they give you a curriculum? Are you, how do you, do they tell you what to do? Or are you just sort of like doing, well, finger, do, doing finger paints and hot cars or hot wheels? I've got, it's, it's close. I've got a, uh, my, my kindergartner, uh, she has a really strict curriculum. Uh, so I've got packets and we've got a, uh, a, basically a syllabus laid out for us by the teacher. Um, and we've got like uh, daily check-ins, which are, you know, pretty awesome. Uh, my, my second grader, on the other hand, um, it's more of a, like, let's do Legos <laughs> and let's let's count stars at night and see what we come up with. And that's basically what we're doing for second grade. So I've got two giant uh, uh, a spectrum there. There's a spectrum that is, you know, it, it, it's it's insane. Um, but we're, we're coping and, and we're getting through it. And I drink a lot. Yeah. Um... Yeah, it's one of my favorite memes. This like second day of homeschooling, the kids are on detention, and the teacher got fired for drinking on the job. So, <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, it's it's crazy. So, uh, you know, um, we actually haven't seen, we haven't bike ridden, we haven't done anything in in like three weeks. It seems like I don't think I've seen you in a month. 
if, if the truth be told. No, I was I was in Yosemite when all this started, when when California went into shutdown. Yeah. Um, and and I haven't. We've been on lockdown ever since. Right. And uh, so you're you're legit staying at home, not doing anything. Uh, Jonathan and I, I don't know if it's the pleasure. Uh, I don't know how Jonathan would word it, but uh, bike shops have been have been deemed uh, vital and essential. So the shop that we work at and, and you work at as well has is like on modified hours, uh, curbside service. But man, the amount of service that seems to be coming through uh, on bikes and uh, a coworker said it best the other day. It's people going in the garage in, in the garage or the shed and finding a bike that they haven't seen in three years, throwing it in the back of the truck and bringing it over to the shop. Wouldn't you agree, Jonathan? That's pretty much it right there. <laughs> uh, it is, uh, you know, I, I never, I never would have thought that bicycles would be this essential in the sense that I always knew that I had, I was in a, in, in a line of work that I could very well uh, uh, decide to move anywhere and always get a, jo a job at a bike shop because there's always a bike shop in town. And right. I have some pretty equitable skills uh, that uh, can be uh, used um, at a bike shop and only a bike shop. Yeah. And then now to come 20 years later and to realize that I'm not out of a job and that bicycles and bicycle shops are essential part of infrastructure. It's a little bit um, surprising in, in a good way. Yeah, you you, know? you say that, and I I remember thinking the exact same thing. But like when I would when I was cooking, and it's like, hey, when I retire, we could just travel, see the country, do things. I could always cook an egg for breakfast. You know, you could work at a at a diner, do a, be a shorter to cook, and it's like. I have a skill that could be that's that's util that's usable, and I can probably get a job anywhere. But I think um, you know not not so much right now. So the whole bike, uh, the whole being a bike mechanic or working in a bike shop uh, is is definitely uh, like eye opening. It is as far as like how how top or how important it's become because we see it every day. People. Uh, you know, and Vinny can attest, you know, are trying to get outside to do something with their family and still maintain some social distancing. So the uh, the whole the whole bike shop thing uh, literally uh, is it's kind of surprising, but in a good way, because, uh, you know, we're busy. I mean, I was surprised. Were you surprised at, at the amount of uh, traffic, Jonathan? Completely. I mean, <laughs> It's. I mean, we we've already been been busy this this uh this first quarter. You know, um, there, there was very minimal rain going on, um, and and the weather has been beautiful. So people have been riding their bikes, or you know, or have continued to ride their bikes. And then all of a sudden, you know, two weeks ago, when the governor decides to you know call California a shelter in place. Um, however, what is also essential is uh, walking outside and riding a bike. I mean, that that's literally in, in the in the profile of of essential activities. Right. I mean, 
it, it, it doesn't say go canoeing. It doesn't <laughs> say go skydiving. Right. Uh, it says ride a bike. Yeah, I know. And it's, it's pretty crazy that, uh, that it, that it's, it's, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. Cause every, every, every day that we experience everything that's going on, I feel is we're experiencing something new and we're all learning as we go. Uh, and you and everyone wonders like what's it going to be when we're coming on the other side it's like and how will you know if you come out on the other side you know what how 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 will this all play out is it is it just going to slowly go back to where there's a sporting event or that there are groups of 10 or more can gather i don't know so uh we taking it we're taking it day by day and uh apparently in in Vinny's case it's uh you know legos star counting and beer by beer so i mean yeah <laughs> And they, do you know they deliver beer? Yes. Um, the, the the Instagram is blowing up with like, uh, well, you know, it's Bud Light, Coors Light. Uh, well, I just seen Michelob, uh, Miller and Michelob Ultra is now starting to deliver. And uh, yeah, so. but you could also you can get Thorn. You can have uh, uh, Modern Times and you can also have Russian River delivered to your house. Look at you. So. Are you, you know this by <laughs> just by reading, or is this something you know firsthand? <laughs> well, no, well, my my kindergartner looked it up for me. Oh, there you go. Because you know she's the yeah. one with the real curriculum. The other one's out there building Legos. She's building stairways to the stars. That's what. That's what's, <laughs> that's what's good. Got to keep the teacher happy. Yeah. So um, so with all this time on our hands, uh. You know, Jonathan and I, you know, we've we've talked about our kayaking in the past couple of episodes. But um to be honest, you know, we've put all our activities up. Uh we haven't been on the we haven't been in the boats. We haven't uh uh and Vinny, you can attest to this. We haven't ridden a bike. I'm I know I'm fifteen days from riding. I do walk. Uh the the wife and I walk every night, so it's an activity. It's like if I was going to do something and you want to be together, so I I, I choose and you know walk instead of riding a bike but uh man it's gonna really hurt to try to get back on a bike i think i don't know we'll see how it all i how, how i it definitely all. agree I've, I've i'm about 20 days without a bike right now okay. i've i've been running on a treadmill and i i have my uh little exercise bike upstairs but it, it's not the same yeah so there's, there's no way it, it's definitely not and i i've decided to learn celestial navigation so you know i'm learning how to use a sextant so there's that. Not that it will be any benefit That's... for anything that I do, but it just seemed like something that needed to be done. So I'm learning nautical navigation, and then I took it a step further. Like, why not? Let's learn how to use a sextant. And that's not easy. I may have to get your kindergarten and help me with that one. So there, there's that scenario happening. So if you, you know, if you want to, if you want to expand her uh, curriculum, let me know because uh, I could use some help. <laughs> I've got it. Yeah. yeah. So it, that 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 could be an extra extracurricular activity. So since you got to count stars, I mean, we could use the sextant too. I guess I don't know. It's uh, <laughs> so um, so what I wanted to do, and is this something that we've uh, Jonathan and I writ, wrote on our big board of topics? Uh, you know, at the beginning of the year, uh, is something to do coming up, and I think it's about time because uh, you and I have uh, been riding uh, the same bike, uh, a new bike, for, for about a year now. Almost a year. You're missing about 20 days, I guess, apparently. But uh, I wanted to take this opportunity to uh, 
maybe talk about and do a year's worth of riding review on our bike, the Trek slash 9.8. Um, how do you feel about that? Sounds good. Yeah. Uh, Let's do it. So, yeah. Uh, in a nutshell, I like the bike. It's good. I've ridden it for a year and I recommend it to everybody. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> thanks, for listen- so, <laughs> thanks for uh, listening. Thanks for listening. Let's, let's, uh, let's share, um, the, the specifications on the slash 9.8, um, uh, for our, our listeners. And then, uh, uh, you know, talk about the, uh, talk about each of your reviews and, and recommendations and, and, uh, uh, yeah, stuff. Yeah, so the uh, the Slash 9.8, it's a 29er mountain bike. Uh, it has the capabilities of a downhill bike without the weight, making it, uh, by all, all, all press releases, a perfect enduro rig. Um, so uh, it's a 29er. Uh, the, the version that we're riding is the 2019. It has the Bontrager Line Carbon 30 tubeless ready. 54, 54 tooth uh, rapid drive um, with the 110 boost front end and a 148 boost rear. Uh, and both Vinny and I have it set up tubeless. We're both running the Bontrager tires that came on it. I know Vinny changed his front tire uh, to the SE5 uh, 2.6, but I'm running the Bontrager SE4's team issue 29 by 2.4. It's equipped with the uh, SRAM GX Eagle uh, shifter and derailleur, and it comes with a uh, Truvative uh, Descent uh, 7K Eagle Dub uh, direct mount uh, crank. The bottom bracket is a dub, press fit, and uh, we're running the Eagle Cassette 1052-12 speed. The brakes on the bike are the SRAM Guide RS, and uh, I think that's the, it's a full carbon bike, uh, the uh, OCLV mountain carbon frame and seat stay with an alloy specific uh, chain stay. So uh, the whole front triangle is carbon on the bike. Uh, the part of the chain stay is, is carbon with uh, aluminum. I mean, part of the rear triangle is carbon and aluminum with aluminum chain stays. I uh, think that about sums it up. You got anything to uh, add, Jonathan? Yeah, well, the, it's a one, 150 rear travel, right? Uh, one, yep. Yeah, 150 rear travel and 160 in the front. Uh, yeah, so it, it's equipped with the Fox Performance 36 float, uh, uh, grip adjustable damper, taper steer tube uh, with the G2 geometry, uh, 50 mil, 51 millimeter offset with 160 travel. The rear suspension is the RockShox Deluxe RT3 RRE Active with the through shaft, three position damper, tuned by Trek Suspension Lab, uh, with with uh, set up to give the rear triangle um, 160. I mean one 150 and then 160 in the front. So uh, the reactive. Uh, and the through bolt shock uh, is something I really enjoy about the bike. Um, uh, Vinny, what do you? Uh, so let's talk about modifications. So that's how the bike came nutshelled. Uh, I know that you, you, by luck or by draw, you've or able to, you've upgraded the fork a little bit. You've upgraded your fork, correct? 
A little bit, yeah. I mean, it, it just went from the regular black coating that the shop came with, the Fox came with. Uh, now it has the Kashima coating. Okay. So it has the look of the factory edition, but it's not the factory edition. But it is smooth. It, it's nice and smooth. I did notice a little bit of a difference, which is nice. Right. Um, besides that, like you said, it's it's got the – the only thing I changed really was the 2.6 tire on the front. Still stuck with the Bontrager tires. Um, I'm really happy with those right now. Right. Um, and then switched out the grips to the rev grips. So yeah. the rev grips seem to make uh, my wrist a little happier, <laughs> a little less arm pump. Right. Um, I've used them on all my bikes since they came out. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I had to go on this one. So, um, And you're running – bike uh, performs – On your but, handlebars, you're running 820s? Are they – I have 820s. That's correct. Yeah. So you, you got the, the wider bars. And then the change – but you're running the stock bars. They just happen to be 820s, correct? That's correct. Yeah. yeah. So I'm still running the carbon Trek bars, um, but with the 820 versus, I think they came stock with the 780 or the 800s. I can't remember. Right. And then uh, the the two things that I've changed on mine is that I went with the Renthal uh, fat bars, the carbon bars on that, and I went 810s, and I did I too put the rev grips on there. So other and then I'm still running the 2.4s uh, front and rear. Uh, Bontragers. I really like the Bontrager tire. The compound that that they use seems to seems to last, and it does. And the sidewalls are thick. Um, some of the other tires out here that that get a lot of popularity, um, I think, have really thin sidewalls. Are for like rubbing rocks and scraping the sidewalls. They seem to get really worn out pretty quick. So I'm ultimately happy with the Bontragers. And when the new when it's when it's time to put the second set of tires on there, it, it will still be Bontragers. I am going to do like you though and go with the uh, the 2.6 up front for a little more aggressive feel and uh, you know corner control. So that's mm-hmm. that's the changes that I've done to mine. Uh, everything else is stock. The uh, the thing that I want to do. Uh, I think in one of the descriptions I talked about, it's got the 54 tooth uh, rapid drive. You, I have the conversion kit to convert the hub uh, in the back to a 108 tooth uh, instant engage rapid drive. So um, it, for there's really no lag. I don't fill in the 54, but the 104, I mean the 108, I mean it's it's instant engage. It's like spontaneous. So that's that's probably going to be the next upgrade that I do is changing the um, changing the hub the Paul count in the back going from three Pauls or to six and given the it's points of contact on the teeth or the ratchet drive inside the hub, uh, you know, a hundred, 108 points of contact instead of a, a 54. But, uh, that's, uh, for as far as modifications to the bikes that we're riding, that's, that's what we've done. Uh, not much else got the suspension dialed. Um, so, and I, the one thing that I really like about the bike is um, our Minnow Link suspension. Trek has that available on quite a few of their bikes. And um, I've adjusted the Minnow Link on mine where it brings in the, uh, the head tube by half a degree. Um, so it's not as slack. It steepens it by half a degree and it increases the bottom bracket travel by 10 mils. Um, I just, with the super slack and the low riding bottom bracket, I personally was having problems with a uh, rock strike uh, or, or pedal strike. 
uh, Jordan in our shop says that's rider error. And I, I tend to agree because uh, once you learn the trail, you don't really rock uh, pedal strike. But I did increase uh, the that had the head angle and the bottom bracket height on my bike. Uh, I don't feel I lost anything on the downhill at all. I still feel uh, it's super aggressive and it tracks and it climbs and it corners really well and it handles the you know the the techy stuff really good. I just enjoy it. For me, it's just a little easier climbing. That's the reason I did it. And you didn't. You haven't changed yours, right, Vince? No, no, mine's still the same. I, I've left it slapped out. But yeah. I, I like it. I haven't had any issues with it as far as uh, really too many pedal strikes. Um, it is a long bike. I, I will say that. So uh, on the switchbacks, um, you know, a lot of the climbs, it gets kind of it gets kind of techy trying to make some of the, the tighter turns. You, but, mean, um, you mean going up? Yeah. On going up, I mean, yeah, going down, you're, you're usually fast enough, and, and, you know, I've got a little bit more skill there than I do, I think, climbing. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, the downhill seems to be a little easier. Um, maybe it's because I'm actually not huffing and puffing and hearing myself. But, right. um, yeah, the, uh, the uphills, making the turns, it, it, is a, it is a long bike. And I think a lot of the 29er downhills are like that now. Or not downhills, I'm sorry, enduro bikes. Right. Are, you know, they're, they're pretty long. Um so I think I think that becomes an issue um, where people tend to want to go back to the two seven fives. But I'm I'm in love with this thing. I mean, it's it's a killer bike. It's it's been awesome. That's that's the one thing that I can think of that might be kind of like a eh. But I think all twenty nine er enduros are like that. Yeah. Um. Well, we were. I was riding the uh, the two thousand eighteen and nineteen carbine before that, and that seemed. Like the front end of that bike seemed like it stuck out. Like when you're on it, you can see the wheel and it, the bike just seemed big. And now when I compared to being on the slash, um, I feel it I feel it big, but I don't feel the front wheel sticking out as far. I mean, it could just be that the, you know, I'm more attuned to this bike now because I've been riding it for a year and it and it, and I just don't notice it as much. But uh I I I thought it climbs and and I haven't had any issues personally um, on the switchbacks on the climb. Again, I'm not going super fast, so that that could be that could be something in my advantage or the reason I'm not having troubles because I'm not going very fast on the uphill. But uh, you definitely, uh, Vanny, don't have any issues on the switchbacks on the down. I will give you that because no uh, no, that's uh. That seems to be the strong suit that you bring to the table, man. Is uh, when when the curve when the trail gets curvy, then he gets going. He's gone. So uh, I I like him curvy. Yeah. I like him curvy. We're still talking about bike trails, right? I think I'm not sure at this point. Right, right. Did yes. we, did Jonathan? Have, up in the house. have we completely lost you, Jonathan? Are you there? Napping? You there? Oh, oh, hi. Uh, <laughs> hello. I'm here. Yeah. Over. <laughs> uh, well, you know this this, this uh, being distant in a way and not being able to see what everybody's looks like is uh, or their facial expressions is uh, is interesting. So you just have to trust that. Uh, I just have to trust that you guys are having fun. So you know we're talking about bikes. And, on on my uh, on my top heel, um, I changed out the mini link right? one time. And uh, and by changing the mini link, it 
it it made the head angle sharp, uh, uh, steeper. Right. And um, I was steering all over the place. Like I was, I was overcorrecting, like there was no tomorrow. What? And and it it was amazing how much I was oversteering. So I had to back off on the middle link and and make it slacker again, just so that I could calm down. Well, you so you felt it was super twitchy, and you every little movement in the handlebars, you felt the bike overreacted to. Yeah. Uh huh. Wow. Yeah. So hey, that was that, that's my experience with the Mino Link. Yeah. Well, did you um, do you have issues with pedal strike, Jonathan, at all, or no, or have no. you? No. Well, then, then maybe. Oh, I mean, some of us just ride better than that, Jeff. Yeah, that's okay. I was, I was going to say, so maybe Jordan is right. Maybe it is just rider error. I don't know. So. <laughs> I wasn't going to say anything. I'm sure once in a while, I mean, you just have a pedal strike. It is what it is. Yeah. So, I mean, but I mean, I think there's a once in a while, and then there's like, like you know, I. I had a pedal strike, you know, five times in one, one hour ride or something, you know? Well, it, um, it was obvious to me because people I was riding with were like, we're no, we'd get to a break. Hey, uh, are you okay? I, I saw and heard that pedal strike. So I don't know. It's like literally though, the first week on the bike, I, I was, I mean, I was getting frustrated or it's like, I don't know what to do. Cause there's trails that I've ridden, you know, a bunch of times and going over stuff that I've gone over a bunch of times. And I was just literally having trouble with pedal strikes. And the, the last time that I had that kind of issue and it was a bike that had a really low bottom bracket. And that was the, um, they don't even make it anymore, but the intense ACV or AVC, uh, the kind of their, their the one with the uh, fat tires. And when I demoed that bike, I was like, I had to put that one away. Cause that was just, pedal strike after pedal strike after pedal strike for me so maybe i don't know what i'm doing who knows i can't figure it out but uh it, it was a problem but when i changed it uh i didn't notice a difference in the steering or handling for me i just noted it noticed that um i was it i was a little more upright or you know you i felt a little more in control on the climbs because it did you know steepen the head the head angle by a half a degree so to me, it worked, and uh, I I like that opportunity. So when I talk to people about the bike, or the Trek bikes in, in general, a lot of their full suspension, I tout the advantages of the mental link because I think it gives the riders an opportunity to to dial or make a few changes to their bike and not lose the downhill performance. And that's that's what worked for me. So that's what I liked about it. But uh, what's uh, if you had to pick uh, a favorite feature, uh, Vince, of the slash? What uh, what's your favorite thing about the bike coming to the table? Uh, let's see. I I really I mean it might not have sounded like it at first, but I think again it's just a twenty er thing with the enduro bikes. But I I really like the way this one climbs versus other twenty nine enduros I've ridden. Um, Again, you mentioned the carbine. Um, I love, I love Intense. I love that brand. I love a lot of their bikes, but the carbine to me just did not want to climb, um, and it it just felt kind of clumsy on the climb. It's pointed downhill, and the thing's fast. But um, as soon as I got on the slash the first time I rode it, it, it 
to me climbed like a shorter travel bike. Right. Um, and, and I, I think a lot of it has to do with the way they, that Trek, you know, the technology they put into that reactive shock that goes on the back. Um, however, I am hearing a lot of, uh, a lot of talk now about putting a different shock on there and, and the advantages to that. And some of the people that have the slashes that are actually doing that now, and, and they're, they're seeing how much better that is. So I haven't had that opportunity yet. I'm hoping, you know, one of these days when I can get back to the shop and life goes back to normal, then maybe I can explore that a little more. But for now, the, the, the setup, the way it's set up, the way it's dialed in, um, like you said, we've got it, we've got our suspension pretty much set for us. Right. Um, it, it, it actually wants to climb and that's, that's a, I think that's a killer feature for a big enduro bike. Like you, you, it doesn't look like it should do that, but it does it and it does pretty well. Yeah. Um, if I can lose 20 pounds, it would do a heck of a lot better, but <laughs> for now it is what it is. Yeah. Um, do you feel, uh, Phil, that the, uh, part of the advantage on the climbing is that this comes equipped with the, uh, with the carbon rims? You think that is a as a plus uh, as far as the climbing and the I, rotational weight are, and I'll have Jonathan chime in I, if that's if that's a mindset or if that's if it's a true advantage. I, I mean, go ahead, Jonathan. <laughs> go ahead, Vince. Oh, okay. Uh, I, I, I personally, I feel that it, it, it helps. I mean, it, it could be a, a mindset thing. Um, I think when you combine the, the, the faster rolling wheel, um, with the, like that reactive shock, like I said, it, it, it does help. It, it's also got a really funny kind of geometry to it. Um, and I say funny because when you compare it to like uh, the, the Ibis or any of that, that's out right now, um, it, it, it's got kind of a funky seat tube to it, but I think the way you sit into the bike when you're climbing or on top of the bike, I should say, right. It, it makes it feel a little more cross country ish. Um, even though it's by far, it's not a cross country bike at all. Um, but I think that kind of plays into it maybe more so than the carbon wheels, but they definitely help. Yeah. I think one of the descriptions that you used, um, when we were first riding it and you Instagrammed it, that it climbs like a cross country bike, but sends like a downhill bike. Uh, so after, and that was like when the bike was very new, you're still a month into it. So 11 months later, uh, would you still use that hashtag? Do you think that that's still an accurate description of the bike? I, 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 yeah, I still stand by that. I, I think it, uh, it definitely, I mean, I, I haven't had a chance to ride too many more big enduro bikes as, since we've got these bikes because I've been in love with it. I haven't wanted to. Right. Um, but out of everything I've ridden prior, um, including, you know, some even 275s that I was on for a while, this this one to me climbs better. Um, it definitely outperforms all those downhill. But the, to have that big travel bike do the things it does uphill is amazing. It, it's a big plus, And I think Trek nailed it with that. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to get back to the reactive and the climbing capabilities. But, uh, Jonathan, I want your thoughts on um, carbon hoops and how they – are they an advantage on climbing? Or is our carbon rims an advantage all the way around? What's your take on that? Yeah, I mean, the carbon rim is, is lighter. I mean, and, and once you reduce rolling resistance or reduce rolling weights, right. uh, then, then uh, you're, you're going to go faster. 
Um, but beyond that, I mean, it's it's purely it's more going to be sensation. And at the same time, I mean, uh, you know, tire pressure has everything to do with that too. Right. So I don't know. I mean, you know, there's a bling factor to it, and then you know, if there is some weight savings going on, your tires can offset that weight savings. Um, but you know, rotating weight, you know, all, all, at the end of the day, you lose a little bit of that. That's going to help. So one thing I noticed or I like about the carbon rims and, and it's not just the ones we're riding, but it's everybody else's, you know, when, when a carbon rim comes in with a broken spoke and you put in a spoke and you go to true it, the carbon wheels stay pretty true, even though they get beat up. I've seen them, you know, come in with, with two broken spokes and you put it in the chewing stand, you get the spokes on there and there's very little effort to bring that wheel back that I, they're, they're pretty bomb proof. I, I like the durability of them. I like how rugged that they feel. Uh, and you're right. It is a sensation. They do feel, I guess I would say livelier on the trail when you're like, you're, you're going through the, through the berms and the curves. And you, and I think you can really feel it in the jumps. It's just a little, little more flight sensation or lighter sensation feeling like when you in the air and they're super plush on the landing. Uh, I mean, again, your tire pressure and your suspension being set up all plays into that. But I really like the feel of the of the carbon rims. And um, I'm, I'm a fan. I the durability, if for nothing else, the durability and just how good uh, they are when the wheel makers make these carbon rims, whatever the brand may be, just how uh, durable they they are and what a beating they do take. I don't that's, uh, you know. We, we've, we've been through some interesting things and, you know, and, and have had a few interesting uh, wad ups, but the, you know, the wheels come out relatively and for a year so far unscathed, uh, or at least in my, in my, uh, in my experiences with the two, the two carbon rims or the two wheels that are on my bike. Uh, oh, I I have to agree. I we've hit some pretty hard stuff. We you and I have taken some pretty good spills, <laughs> and, and those things I, I haven't. I'm I, I shouldn't say anything, but I'm yet to break a spoke. Um, I don't even think I have any loose spokes at this point. Yeah. I, everything's holding up, and and not only that, I think the peace of mind knowing that Trek backs that rim the way they do, and I know a lot of other manufacturers do it too. Yeah. Um, but that that warranty that comes with that is is just. It's a really nice feeling knowing if I do have an incident, um, they've got us covered. Yeah, no, that at least to a part. Yeah, no, that's that's huge. That does make it make a, a big difference. And uh, so that was one of the advantages. That was one of the things that sold me on the bike. Uh, I tried for a year to get the bike. Um, the previous year, I tried to get a 2018 uh, Trek. Sold out of that bike. Uh, couldn't get it. I mean, it was just an impossible bike to get. Uh, lucked into getting one in 2019, and again, Trek sold out of that bike. So it's one of it's one of Trek's uh, better selling bikes on on the on the uh, on the on the mountain bike side, as far as like the you know, for what you want the bike to do. So I I'm I've been extremely happy with the performance of the bike, and uh, I just wanted to go back and touch base again on that reactive shock because one of the things. I've noticed uh, with with that shock, and I think one at a time, because I had my bike about a month before you got yours, and you were following me on a couple of runs, and 
just how the bike tracked or how the bike hooked up uh, going through some some chattery sections, some rocky sections, and some just how actually that you could physically see that reactive shock working and how it maintained wheels with ground contact. And the, the whole thing about suspension is that keeping your wheels and tires on the ground for control. And that bike just feels solid, no matter what you roll over or what you're going through, slow speed, high speed, in the air, that, that, that suspension, that reactive shock, I think is just a super plush, really connecting shock. And it, it, it really connects you and makes you one with the trail you're riding. You know, I, I feel um, that's one of the, one of the things I like about the bike is, is that reactive shock in the back. And yeah, and I know people can change it out or do what you want, but I'm, I'm ultimately very happy with the performance of the stock bike as it is. Uh, I'd have to agree. Yeah, the, the, it's been amazing. Um, I mean, it's one of the things. It's it stays hooked up when you're climbing. You know, the the rocky, rough sections that we get in so some of our local trails on the climbs. I mean, the my old bike, even with a really good shock on it, every once in a while, you know, it would kind of skip a beat, right. and you could feel that back wheel lift. Uh -huh. um, this one, it just sticks, and and especially, I mean, I, I know you've made it a habit to where you leave it in the open mode. Um, I, I will flip it over to, to climb mode uh, or pedal mode. Um, and I've noticed it, it almost feels like the bike. I know it really doesn't, but it almost feels like, um, it almost stands up a little bit more, I, at least with my weight on it, it, it feels that way. Well, no, um, I, it's, it's not as good. I, I 100% agree because in the times that I've used the lockout to go to pedal mode, it feels like you gain an inch. It feels like the bike gets Taller. I don't. I mean, for, I don't. I don't know if I'm explaining it right, but that in lock. You know, it will climb. It will climb like a scalded cat when you get it in the lockout mode and 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 really have the legs to push it forward. It it'll go. I was surprised. Uh, the reason I don't use it is because you know I'm adult minded and I forget to put it in the uh, in the downhill mode when we take off. So for me, uh -huh. I just leave it. <laughs> It's one less thing to think about for for me, is, you know, getting getting well, the, old. And the, but the crazy thing with that shock is when we when I have forgot, like you know, so again, some of our local techie trails on the downhill sections with jumps and everything. I there's times where I forgot to switch it, and it doesn't perform like a regular climb mode. It it'll actually take the hits. It'll it'll you can survive down a run with no issues. Yeah. Even though you forgot. I mean it's it's not as much fun maybe. But and then you're, and you, you don't to have to stop and switch it. You get to the bottom and you go to switch, you're like, oh, I didn't switch it. So that's that's the reason <laughs> I felt just a little bit different. But yeah, the bike uh I think that's all it's all pretty forgiving in the back. And uh I, I, their triangle and you're right, the uh when you look at it, it that seat tube looks like at a really weird really weird angle just how the whole weird the whole rear triangle is built uh so and it's that kind of an angle that if you were when you want to drop the dropper the drop you need to be sitting on it just because if you try to push it on the nose it, it doesn't it doesn't want to go down as smoothly so i found out with the dropper with that seat post angle it's better just to sit on the seat push the dropper and it and it goes down goes down without a hitch when the weight's centered over the seat if you try pushing all the weight on the nose uh, it, yeah, you're like, oh, what's wrong? It doesn't work. No, it, it works. You just sort of have to recenter the weight <laughs> distribution to push it down. 
So, but uh, all in all, um, I get I would I I'd give the bike you know, uh, you know nine nine three to nine seven across the board on all aspects climbing, uh, components, uh, design, um, and uh, downhill handling. You know, downhill would probably get definitely a ten, design. Um, you know, nine eight definitely uh, components, nine eight nine five. You know, you or nine. You if you wanted to go with the XX one, but I don't. I don't know that that's needed on an enduro bike. Uh, to be honest with you, I haven't haven't missed a shift, and uh, I think I think it works good. I like the twelve speed. The bailout gear is uh, is is pretty convenient. So uh, you know, I give the bike a solid nine eight across the board, uh, and I even dig the color. <laughs> I got the yeah. I got their British Racing Green, and you got the Miami Fade, right? And that what yours is called? Yep. So it, yeah, and it, it it took it took a bit to grow on me, but <laughs> I uh, I'm kind of loving it. I I can't I cannot lie about that. I I do love the color, and it was one like you said that sold out. I think I, when I ordered it, uh, which wasn't too late into the game, um, there were only four left in the country. Yeah, and so but it and I got but lucky. It, and by the time they actually ordered yours and got it ordered, you, you almost got the last one, right? Or you were pretty close to getting the last one, I think. They were, Yeah, they were sold. By the time mine showed up at the shop, um, there were four left in the country. By the time mine was built and you guys had it ready for me, again, Yosemite. Wow. I came back from Yosemite and my bike was ready. Um, <laughs> that was, that's crazy. Um, the, there were zero, absolutely zero left. At yeah. that point, in my size, and uh, there were there was people coming in towards the end of the summer, you know, or beginning of summer when we were and we were having trouble getting sizes. So that bike sells out uh, early every year. So uh, you know, if it's uh, if it's a bike you're thinking about, come in and see us. Uh, let's get you on the 2020 because uh, it's a, it's a fun rig, a really good really good time. I've uh, enjoyed it, every everything about it. Uh, it's mad at me. Now it's it's in a garage sitting by a kayak, and it it hasn't been ridden in 20 days or 15 days. So uh, there's that scenario. You got to go in the garage and deal with a mad bike, you know. And yours is probably yeah. Been a, well, my yours is well, more. Uh, we right? moved mine into the house. Oh, so mine's mine's now. It's a focal point in the house now. <laughs> because it was at one time, but then you had to move it, so it's it's made it way back into the house now. It's. Yeah, it's made its way back into the house. It, it 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 got cleaned up and put back in the house, and uh, now it sits in there, and the cats stare at it. And um, I'm pretty sure my kids have written on it or something, but it's there. It's in the house. Yeah, go in there and find Sharpie or highlighter written. Hey, Dad, I did my homework. <laughs> <laughs> I made a list. I labeled the parts of your bike, so that would be there. You go. That'd be fun. So yeah, maybe that'll be a, a class. Yeah. And, and so Jonathan. Yeah. You wait. You awake now? You still there? I'm, I'm still here. <laughs> over. Uh, over. So um, we were. Uh, so that that's sort of that that's the conclusion, I guess, of our 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 um our review. Apparently, we've never. You know, I I hope it hope it made sense to people. I know it was a lot of technical jumble mumble at the beginning, but bottom line is. We both really like the bike. It's a lot of fun, and um, it has, you know, we've actually picked up PRs. So uh, I picked up a few PRs climbing, 
and a, and a couple of PRs uh, on the downhill. So constantly progressing and getting better and learning the bike. But uh, it's a lot of fun. It's it's good time. And uh, just can't wait to get back out there and ride it again. Speaking of riding, though, Jonathan, you we were talking the other day, and I kind of just wanted to, uh, I don't know, not put you on a spot, but just sort of expound on it a little bit. Um, you 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 had made mention that uh, like the desire to ride is not there like it used to be, but however, the desire to ride for an activity is still there. Did, did I word that right? Like to just go out and ride a bike, you're kind of ambivalent about it right now, yeah? Uh, yeah, no. So the idea there is that, um, the, 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 the weekly training rides, uh, I've, I've gotten uh, a little bit tired of, um, and, uh, uh, but then you asked me, you know, well, what happened? How, how do I feel when we go out on our, our bike packing trips? And I said, I don't have a problem with that because there's a destination. There's a, there's an end goal in that that's foreseeable um that day and 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 keeps me keeps me excited um but so yeah it's a funny thing at the same time you know with this whole shelter in place ordeal and um, i'm trying to do my part as to not going outside and stuff but uh i happen to own a bike and i can go ride a bike so uh, i'm probably gonna go ride a bike in the next couple of days here I already did ride my bike, uh, you know, last week, uh, which is a, a whole lot more recent than uh, uh, two other people I know. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. So, who, I don't know who he's talking about. Uh, yeah. So, mm. so you know, I'm I am doing my part, yeah. um, but uh, I, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna go out for a, a good old traditional road ride in the next couple of days here. I I'm. I'm half tempted to uh, to just because it's a solo activity. And I just I, I will explain my thought process um, because Vinny and I, yes, we could ride. We could like we could meet up and we could ride. But the, the thing that I'm, I find interesting is like, uh, yeah, biking is good for you and and all of that. But when you look at the local trailhead, because nobody's working. Everyone's out, and you look at the local trailhead, and there's 500 cars at the local trailhead, and people parking double wide, and on streets that they never park on. I don't, me personally, that that seems counterintuitive. Yeah, you're out there, you're enjoying, you're experiencing, you're getting in shape, but you're you're you know you're with with you know it's still. I I I don't know. You you say it the wrong way, and you can make everybody mad. I just. If you're going to ride, I feel you should ride on a trail where nobody's at or you're riding solo. You're not really the whole idea behind this thing is not to have undue or unnecessary exposure because you don't know what the other people are exposed to. So I guess the best way that I describe it is if I associate with 15 other bike riders, then I'm associating with everybody that those 15 other bike riders have associated with. So then you're not really social distancing or you're not really sheltering in place. So I've taken this time, again, this is me, to 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 remain at home. I go to work. I don't stop at stores anymore. I don't go to, you know, to Lowe's. I don't go to the bookstore. I don't do the things that I normally do. I come home and read, uh, you know, and, and and spend time with my with my wife. And we're walking, we're walking the dogs. And 
you know, we're going in the woods behind our house where there, we see zero people. So, you know, for those out there to say, well, how come you and Vinny don't ride? It's, it, for me, it's a personal choice. I can ride if I want, but I'm not going to be doing the group rides. I'm not going to try to, hey, Benny, let's meet up and go ride because I, it's, it's just a personal thing for me, and I want to do my part to help flatten the curve. And that's my soapbox. That's my soapbox for this week. So, I, I, I totally agree. And, and I have to further that by saying if you are going to go ride and you're going to do the local trail that everybody around us knows, <laughs> um, don't post social distancing as your hashtag if you're in a car with six other people with your bikes on the back because it's not social distancing at that point. Right. Um, and, and don't sit at the top of the local trailhead where you're waiting to do the downhill and do the video of you social distancing when there are 20 other people parked around you. Yeah. It, it's just, it's, it's not good for the sport right now. It's not good for the area that we're in. Um, and really we're not, you're not doing anything to help. And I've got little ones. I mean, I'm here with them 24 seven right now. Yeah. And I would love to get out there and do the stuff that, that other people are doing, but I can't cause their health matters to me and my parents' health matters. And I've got, you know, older grandparents that right now that are suffering everybody has to take a back seat or, you know, put that stuff on the on the back burner for now. And yeah. And like you said, flatten the curve, flatten the curve. That's my and, soapbox. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I mean, and when it, when it first happened and uh, Jonathan will, will, will agree with me on this, Jonathan, and I went out on the kayak twice, but then after kind of the, uh, you know, the store closed and we were like, ah, uh, what do we do? We, we both made a collective decision that a, you know, we're not, you know, even though that we can still go kayaking or in the lake, you know, and a lot of the lakes that we would tend to use and the beaches we tend to use are all closed. But the one lake that we've been in probably won't close. But we've decided to not do it, you know, not to be, you know, not to be part of the problem. And it, and can I honestly say if, if we're part of the solution? I don't know, but it seems to work. So that's that's the approach that we're going. And, uh, you know. I don't mean to put words in your mouth, Jonathan, but I know we've talked about it and we've decided to kind of, you know, curtail our, our, our group activities that even though we work together, we're not doing things outside of work. Correct. Amen. Yeah. So, you know, um, you know, the, we're only going to come out of this on the other side is if, if we have a collective front, you know, and, and make, make positive changes and make things, you know, and listen to, to the experts. And granted, that's a hard thing to do right now is try to find experts who to listen to. So you, you have to read, you have to educate yourself, then you have to make educated decisions. And the decisions that, well, the three of us have made, and that this is recording is a perfect example of that, we're, we're not in the studio together. We're, we're doing it apart, but we still want to get together and talk and share thoughts and ideas with everybody. So, you know, that's... That's that's how the three of us stand or sit or social distance, as it were. So, you know, my my advice to everybody is to is to stay safe. Uh, you know, you're going to do what you're going to do. Just uh, be sure you put thought and and care and effort into everything that you do. And you know, wash your hands <laughs> and don't touch your face. Apparently, so. Um, <laughs> but uh, guys, uh, anything else to add today? I miss you guys. Yeah, yeah I know. It, it, we say it's like three weeks, and, you know, the, thing, the the podcast is called Shop Talk. 
but I really I don't think I've seen Vinny because he he went he was he went to Yosemite he was gone and then you know I don't honestly I don't think we've hung out probably the whole month of March if if we were to if we were to count and add everything up and so uh you know and then then even though we do Jonathan and I see each other every day but Jonathan told me the uh today that he's he's glad that we're uh recording remotely cuz he really just doesn't like hanging out with me anymore so there's that scenario <laughs> Right, Jay? Amen, Amen to that. Amen. Uh, <laughs> Over? Hello? Is this thing on? <laughs> so, um, well, you know, guys, every every week, this is the time that we look out the window and, yep, you can see the weekend from here. So, uh, but like last week, uh, yeah, the weekend, you can see it from here. But I just ask that everybody uh, be safe, uh, you know, and, and do what's in your heart. But, uh just remember, everybody you associate with, your association with everybody that they associated with. So uh, uh, all I can really tell you is the weekend is coming. Be safe. Enjoy it uh, the best that you can. And, uh, you know, we'll get through this together with a concentrated effort. Vinny, it's good catching up with you again, buddy. Thanks for joining us tonight. Yeah. Thanks for having me. I yeah. appreciate it. Yeah. Good I times. needed the adult conversation. <laughs> So uh, I'm going to go out and count stars. I'll report back if, uh, if you want. And, uh, <laughs> that uh, sounds great. Yeah. And Jonathan, as always, uh, you know, I, we didn't talk much about it last week, but this is the 41, 41st episode, Jonathan. Do you realize that? That's uh, to me. Oh, that... no. Oh, I realize it, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I guess now my goal is to make 50 and see where it goes from there. So yeah, we've been doing this little weekly chat for about a year now. And we thank all our listeners out there and, uh, you know, and the feedback that you give us just uh, keeps us uh, getting behind a microphone every week and shelling, uh, sharing a part of our lives and our stories and our adventures. So thank you for listening. Jonathan, as always, it's a pleasure, my friend. Thank you. And we will see you in a bit. Vinny? Catch up with you again soon, buddy. Uh, hang in there, man. We'll, yes, we'll, we'll talk soon. And uh, thanks, guys. See ya. This episode is over. Over. <laughs> over. <laughs> <laughs>